Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the fourth quarter, 2020, Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunity Call. In the fourth quarter of 2020, Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunity Strategy returned 20.23% gross, 19.86% net, and that is against the MSCI Emerging Markets Mid-Cap Index at 20.63%, which brings the year-to-date total for the Von Nelson Emerging Markets Opportunity Strategy to 12.37% growth, gross 10.89% net, and again versus the MSCI Emerging Markets Mid-Cap Index at 14.32%. And with me today is Portfolio Manager Kevin Ross. With that, Kevin, I will turn things over to you. Thank you very much, Dan, and welcome, everyone. The recovery in financial markets continued into the fourth quarter for our emerging markets universe, driven by an improvement in economic activities, significant fiscal and monetary support, a decline in the U.S. dollar, and approval of vaccines to prevent against COVID-19. Starting on the economic activity front, China continues to lead the recovery with indicators of activity in November rising at their fastest rates of the year. Industrial production increased 7%, which was better than 6.9% in the prior month, with retail sales also growing by 5%. The economy has returned to growth in the second quarter of 2020 after the historic decline seen at the start of the year. This has been supported by the recovery of the industrial cycle and strong export growth as regional economies within Asia and large developed markets uh, recover at a one to two quarter lag behind China. Retail sales growth in November was supported by Singles Day and shows a notable improvement from the year-to-date decline of 4.8%. China is now expected to be one of the only group of 20 nations to show a positive economic growth rate in 2020, predicted to be around 2% according to the IMF. Its growth rate is expected to increase sharply this year due to both the continued strong recovery and the low 2020 base for comparison. The IMF and OECD expects China's GDP growth to be above 8%, which would make it one of the fastest-growing economies in the world. That being said, we are of the view that the government policy stance will shift from expansionary to a more neutral stance, as the government wants to keep leverage and property prices under control. This likely prevents its equity market from outperforming to the extent that we saw in 2020, and this was the case in the fourth quarter, where China delivered a return slightly above 9%, which lagged a broader benchmark return. Our second and third country allocations, Korea and Taiwan, benefited from similar trends that we saw during the third quarter, including low COVID case counts relative to their peer countries, an improving global trade environment with their developed market trading partners in the U.S. and Europe. Korea exports in December, for instance, grew 12.6%, which was the sharpest growth rate since October of 2018. Exports have been supported by strong sales of semiconductors, mobile devices, PCs, and display units. The leading and real-time indicators we track in India, another significant market for our universe, suggest a positive direction for economic activity in most industries. COVID case counts remain on a downward trajectory and appear to have peaked towards the end of the summer. Inflation remains at low levels historically, and the monetary policy stance of the central bank remains very supportive for economic activity to improve in the months ahead. We are particularly excited about the opportunity for fixed asset investment to improve 
on the back of government and private sector side as the country has underinvested the past several years and has room to drive productivity improvements. The portfolio has the highest weighting in India that it has had over the last several years, and we see strong medium to long-term growth outlook being among the best within the emerging markets asset class. One key ongoing driver of the recovery in our markets has been the weaker U.S. dollar, which boosted commodity prices and eased the debt service burden of foreign borrowers. This should lead to an enhancement of returns for EM equity investors, as they could see an appreciation of local currencies, several of which are still well below pre-COVID levels, including the Brazilian real, Turkish lira, Mexican peso, and the Russian ruble. While we don't make specific forecasts for currencies, our general view is that the U.S. dollar is relatively overvalued in relation to the currencies in our universe, and that should continue to be a tailwind for the asset class in the medium term. One risk we will be monitoring this year is that the falling U.S. dollar and supply chain disruptions are leading to domestic price increases in the U.S., which will likely cause headline inflation to exceed the Federal Reserve's 2% target during the first half of this year. To the extent this higher inflation expectations become more entrenched or we start to see real yields moving higher, we could see a broader repricing of risk assets that may take place. We will, of course, be watching these developments very closely. During the quarter, the portfolio experienced strong absolute performance. While October was a relatively quiet month from a performance perspective, the markets picked up in early November on the back of vaccine approvals and optimism for cyclical recovery. The strategy had positive contribution from allocation, which was offset to some extent by selection effect. The best performing countries in the portfolio were China, Hong Kong, and South Korea during the fourth quarter. The portfolio underperformed in Taiwan, Mexico, Philippines, and South Africa. The portfolio continues to be overweight information technology and consumer discretionary, while underweight in healthcare, financials, and consumer staples. Our increased weighting in materials during the quarter means we are now slightly overweight as see tight supply in many commodities and an improving demand picture in 2021 on the back of the vaccine rollout globally. As a result of buys and sells and market action, our weightings in South Korea, South Africa, Germany, and Brazil increased during the quarter. Conversely, the portfolio's weighting in Singapore, Hong Kong, Philippines, the UK, and Russia decreased during the quarter. From a sector perspective, our weightings in materials, consumer discretionary, and real estate increased during the quarter, and we trimmed our position in communication services, energy, and healthcare. Overall, we added 11 new companies and fully exited eight during the quarter, which is in line with the normal turnover range after a very active first and second quarter. All of these were Category A or Category B companies, which we think can meet our targeted return of 50% over three years using what we deem to be conservative assumptions. Several benefit from a reduction in mobility restrictions that we expect in the second half of 21 and into 22, and there are several that benefit from an improving commodities and materials outlook and an uptick in infrastructure spending that we expect to play out this year. Relative to the previous quarter, political risk has been reduced uh, with resolution on Brexit and conclusion of the U.S. election. We are waiting to see how the new administration deals with China, which we expect will take on a more multilateral approach. In the short term, we are cognizant of the second wave of COVID-19, which is causing rising cases and hospitalizations in developed markets in particular. 
with our long-term investment horizon of three years or longer, we can see through this short-term volatility to take advantage of high-quality and attractively valued businesses that can meet our targeted return over this time period. We remain towards the top end of our targeted number of names of 60 to 80, given the attractive opportunity set and improving economic outlook that we see playing out over the medium term. We believe that our portfolio remains highly resilient with strong balance sheets and management teams that can navigate through any short-term volatilities. Thank you very much for listening, and we look forward to updating you following the completion of the first quarter. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Certainly appreciate the insight here and, and, and learn a little bit more about the quarter. Um, as I'm sure as you, as many others, are happy to get past the, the 2020, and, and very much good luck to 2021, and uh, we'll catch you up here after the, after the first quarter. So good luck, go get him. We'll talk soon. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.